And sometimes I feel like I'm just having, you know, so yeah. anyway, I'll let you guys do your thing. <laughs> <laughs>
So I have two screens for all of the users going, why is that so hard? Because you have, I have two screens. Okay, it's, it's do you see a Ferris TV. wheel? It's live TV, right? What are you gonna do? Do you see a Ferris wheel? I do see a Ferris wheel. All right, we're gonna play from there. There's an epidemic of street crime reported in Russia where people are bemused into handing over their belongings to scam artists. I thought Blackpool holidaymakers would be perfect to try it on. Now this worked on about two thirds of the people I approached. Excuse me, mate. Sorry, you don't know where the um, the pleasure beach is, do you? Pleasure beach. Is this yeah. whole area the pleasure beach, or? No, just that end piece. It's straight down there, is it? Yeah. Okay, you don't. Straight down here. Yeah. Down the crumb. Excellent. You don't mind me asking, do you? Yeah, no. Okay. Right. You're happy to give that to me. Okay. There you're holiday maker. Absolutely no. I don't know the area that well. Cheers. You haven't got the time, have you? No. no. Great. Can I just no. give you? Can I just grab your wallet off you? Thanks. Can I just grab that from you? Thanks. Thank you ever so much. I'll take that. I know it's such a hot day, isn't it? All right, so straight down there, down the end and on the right. Yeah, yeah that's right. All right, thank you very yeah, much. Just walk out there. All right, lovely. Thanks. Brooks. Cheers. Thanks, mate. comes up and uh, the next thing is I'm sort of minus a wallet you know what I mean and then I'm thinking thieving rat bag gonna slap him you know what I mean the wife's tried many times but <laughs> she never succeed anyway so it's an amazing video right like how is that even possible the guy knew the guy for less than 30 seconds and he handed him his wallet so I've got another example of that where he takes his wallet his keys and his iPhone the best part about that one is the guy comes and meets him again and goes, and, and he literally gives it back to him. And then 30 seconds later has him give it back to him again. So he literally steals it from the same guy twice. Now he didn't steal this. The purpose of this, by the way, is not teaching you how to be a professional thief. That's not what it is, but there's a couple of things that, and I want to point out because I think it's a great place to start with rapport. So I don't know if you noticed or not, but one of the very first things that this guy did was ask him for directions. Why? Because because he gave him an opportunity to mirror him. So he said, where's the pleasure beach? Is, is it is it over? And the guy said, it's over there. Now I've got an opportunity to mirror the guy. That was what he was doing with that, by the way. He was asking the guy to point a direction so that he could point that direction to, he could mirror him. So they did some research in the last, I don't know, X number of years, it's recent. And when I say recent, some probably last 25, 30 years, we actually have in our brains a thing called mirror neurons which basically is a, a something that we used before, you know, basically we were cavemen back here. And the reason that they did that was it was to designed to defend you. So if you came in and you started acting like me, it made me feel comfortable and I knew you were safe. This is long before communication and all this other stuff. So it was just, we have these actual neurons in our brain that, that say, oh, Jesse's he's safe. He's like me. He's part of my tribe for the lack of a better way to put it. So a very interesting thing, he mirrors him in that short period of time. And I know some of you probably weren't paying attention. I've watched the video 25 times, so I've probably a little bit more, more insight on it. But, you know, he, he mirrors him, he touches him, he, he must mirror him five or six times during that very short video so that he, so the guy feels comfortable with him. And he felt so comfortable, he gave him his wallet. So there was some other things that are just kind of curious. And I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but he said, you don't mind me asking. That was an embedded command that he used. He said, you don't mind me asking. And then he followed that, that up with, you'll be happy to give that to me. 
Now, what he was talking about was the directions to the pleasure beach, but the brain didn't differentiate that. And so when he asked him for his wallet, the brain went, oh, yeah, I'm happy to give that to you. I think Brian might have frozen, but I'm having my mind blown. Is anyone else like watch thinking just this is like mind blowing? That is I'm, insane. Yeah. It, Zach, if you want to reach out to Brian, let him know he's frozen. See if we can get him back. You guys can hear me, right? So you've heard the old you've heard the old expression. What's the fastest route to a paycheck as a realtor? Right. That used to be. Uh, they always say work with a buyer. It's the fastest road to a paycheck. I would say these days, after watching that video, the fastest road to a paycheck is to learn how to hypnotize people and have them give you their wallet. Right. That's <laughs> that, was, that was incredible. All right, so I love, let's see, my computer's rebooting power surge at my house. Got it. All right, let me, let me just tell Brian, no worries. Uh, okay, no problem. No problem. No problem. Cool. So Brian, we'll be back on this with us shortly. Um, are you, if you have any questions that we can set up while we're waiting for Brian to come back, let me know, jump off mute. But that was, in case you're joining us late, that was an incredible clip he just played where the mirroring and matching that this person did within a few, literally within under a minute, he had a stranger giving him his wallet. Do you think that sort of rapport would help you sitting face to face with a seller in a listing appointment? Do you think it would help you when you went to get a, you know, an offer accepted to, with your buyers writing strong offers? And you don't want to use this stuff to manipulate. Okay, this is a big important thing. Our goal is not to manipulate; it is to persuade. And only when your intentions align with your client's intentions. So you have to understand where your client wants to go first, and then your goal is to use it in the right direction. All right, anyone got questions on that clip we just saw? Or wait for Brian to, to power back on. All right, if not, I'm just gonna keep rolling with this thing while waiting for Brian. So um, it would, I would say the things that I saw in that video, because I've studied NLP for a long time. I see Michael Henry on video, Kim's on video with me. Anybody else, if you're in the chat box or Facebook, let me know. Has anyone else studied NLP mirroring and matching before? You guys know the basics of it. You can match tone, rate of speech, right? You can tonality, choice of words. I've learned all those basics many times before. Maybe Ryan will cover some more of those, but there were things in that video that I, I've never really learned or I've never seen, right? There's parts where he's tapping the shoulder and then gesturing in ways that it's so subtle, but if you pay attention to it, now that I know what he's doing, it's like, oh, I absolutely see these things that I remember someone saying in a listing appointment to ask your, uh, to ask your, your, the seller for a glass of water. Anyone ever heard that one? I'm sure when Brian powers back on here, he could explain why you'd wanna ask for a glass of water, why you might touch their shoulder in the middle of the beginning of listing appointment. Brian, I see you're back on here, but your camera's off. Are we able to unmute you? And uh, can, someone, can Zach or Autumn make Brian a, a co-host as well? Kim says you studied Chris Voss. Does Chris Voss teach a lot of this stuff as well? I don't know Chris Voss, Kim. He's the top uh, negotiator for um, kidnapping in the world or something like that. Huh. And it's all about NLP. Interesting. He's, he's ex-FBI, right? Yes. He's a bad man in JAMA. He's cool. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, go, go for it. So, so what did you pick up from, from Chris Voss? Um, just like, like, transferring of like knowledge and he makes people feel a certain way which allows him to like get all this information out of them it's very interesting i took a master class that he taught and it was really interesting just how he made that person feel which allowed him to go get the rest of the information that he was 
asking about. And then at the end, and it was like a, it was a, um, an actor that was doing this with him role playing. And at the end he said, how did that make you feel? And it was like, she said, you made me feel really good. And he goes, well, do you know anything about me? And he, she said, I know absolutely nothing about you in that whole conversation. You were just talking about me. It was really weird, but cool. That is, well, Brian gets himself set back up and resets here. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, Kim, that is actually a superpower that I've learned. And I had someone literally say this to me yesterday. I met this person that I've known for years. We hung out. I'm sure I was mirroring and matching because I'd probably do it naturally. Actually, I remember sitting there with him yesterday. We had our legs crossed in the same direction across the table. I'm now picturing that. I do it naturally because it's been ingrained into me. And all I did was ask mainly questions and listen to what he was telling me. And I did it because I was, I liked the guy and I was genuinely fascinated. But from a technique standpoint, he just talked and, and he sent me a text later. He's like, I always leave feeling so much better when I hang out with you. Like I miss hanging out with you. And exactly. it's exactly what you just described. It's cool. I love it. I do it all the time too. You, you all can, you do that, Kim. You're great. And anyone, you guys can learn this. All right, Brian, we're, we are reset. Are you, are you here with us? Oh, did these freeze again? That's so bizarre. Well. <laughs> yeah, the No, he, you're. <laughs> A little unstable over there. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute. Him. Oh, you're back, Brian. You want to try this one more time, and if not, we might punt and re retry. Are you, I think I'm, you're back now. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm connected on my phone, so God only knows. I wasn't originally. I'm just my my internet wonky. We had a power surge. I uh, just uh, you know it, it, you know I do what forty hours of these a week, and this is the first time this has happened. So bad luck, I guess. Which is so which is funny because you live in the third world, your third world country of Boulder, Colorado. It's an interesting place to. <laughs> Well, you know, it's not like there's a Google headquarter here. And I mean, just there's just no good internet or any tech stuff going on in Colorado. So uh, anyway, so I'll right, so, give it a try. We'll see what happens. How about that? No worries. So, yeah, we were, we were talking about the video. Go ahead, Jesse. No, no I was just going to say, if you freeze again, no worries. I'll run with it. But let's pick up because we got 15 minutes still. And I, I mean, you had gotten people, you'd blown people's mind basically with that video. You were talking about some of the, uh, some of the techniques that were, you know, in that video. Where, where did you, where did you want to go? Where were you going from there? Do you remember? Yeah, I just wanted to mention that, the, you know, they did some, he did some embedded commands. He told the guy, you know, you can do this, you can do this, you should feel comfortable with this. And, you know, one of the things I think we really need to work on is step one is building some rapport. So I'm just going to talk about a quick technique and I'm going to talk about in person, you know, is, and we were talking about this, I was working with a, a company to help them build out a listing presentation. So when I walk into a listing presentation, the first thing I say to somebody is, hey, I'm Brian, it's great to see you today. I appreciate you coming over here with me today. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my bag and I'm going to put it over there on your kitchen table, or that's that's how I used to do it. Now, this is how I do it. I go, can you point me to your kitchen? So someone can point me to their kitchen and I can point, oh, it's right over there. Perfect. Now, I know that might seem silly, but I am looking for an opportunity to basically pace and lead. So pacing and leading when we're talking about rapport is I'm going to copy, mirror, match something that you're doing. And I'm going to do two things. And this whole process that I'm about to teach you takes 30 seconds. And here's what we've been teaching people wrong about building rapport. So um, Jesse's sitting pretty still, so it's hard for me to do this. But if you tried to mirror match me in person, I would know it because I cannot speak without moving my hands. So if you were doing this, I'd be like, you're a wacko because 
people only do this when they talk, right? People don't just sit still listening, going like this. So, you know, that's the things that we do wrong. We get so much, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And, I'm, and they mirror, try and mirror match people for 45 minutes in a 46 minute conversation. That is not what we want to do. It pace, pace leads. So here's what I mean by that. So if I was trying to mirror match Jesse, again, it's a little bit challenging because I'm not in person with him, but you know, I could do this. That would be one thing I would do. And then the next thing I would do is I'd look for something else that he was doing. So hopefully he did something else that I could mirror match. So one of the things we can mirror match, head tilt's a great one. Um, you know, what I'm doing with my arms is a great one. That's the easiest one. Even what I'm doing with this, you know, just do this. So what I would do is I would pace him. I would pace him and then I would do something like this. This is the lead. So if Jesse comes with me, I know I'm in rapport. If he doesn't, what do I do? Watch, rinse, repeat. I'm just going to do it again. I'm going to pace. I'm going to pace. And then I'm going to do something like this. And if he does that, I know I'm in rapport. If you have to do that more than three times, that's a lot. So to me, that's step one of every in-person conversation that I'm going to have with a potential client. Now, here's what's fun. If you want to do something fun, I'm assuming that people are going out again, and it's a little bit more challenging wearing masks. But if we're not, if you're in a place that's not wearing masks right now, Next time you go to the grocery store, next time you go any place that you're happy to do, like go and mirror match the person at the checkout counter, the person who's packing your groceries for you. This is a fun way to practice this. And there's no harm in it. Like if you do something dumb and you're blatant and, you know, and they're like, you, why are you acting so weird? Who cares? You're not going to see him again in 30 seconds anyway. So and my point of this is don't practice this for the first time on your client or potential client because they might think you're crazy, but it's a super fun thing to do. And, you know, some of the people I've learned this from, the guy talks about how he always gets upgrades at hotels. Why? Because the second he walks in the hotel, he looks at the person he's going to um, actually, you know, you're going to check him into the hotel and he starts mirroring and matching that person immediately. And by the time it's over, you know, people do favors for people they know, like, and trust. Does this mean this person knows, like, knows, like, no, but they feel like they do. And so this is one of my favorite things to say. Most people think that we are logical creatures who have emotions. We are emotional creatures who attempt to use logic, in my opinion. We are emotional by default. And so by, na by nature, we respond to that. Remember this, if you don't get anything else from this, every decision that you make every single day in your life is based on emotion, not logic. And people will argue that with me till the sun comes up in the morning. And I, you could probably nuance me and, and be right, but I'll ask you this. Do you own toothpaste, Jesse? I do. Okay. And why do you own toothpaste? Keeps my teeth clean. Okay. And why do you want to keep your teeth clean? Uh, so I don't get cavities. Okay. What else? Why, why else? Uh, so why I, else would you brush your teeth? So my breath smells good and people like me. Right. Exactly. Is that, is that logical or emotional? To me, that's emotional. Like, that's, yeah, it's like, emotional. so think about it. If you've ever left your house and forgot to brush your teeth and I do that, I've done that. And then you're scrambling around your car looking for gum and stuff because you won't want to do it. has nothing to do with your teeth are going to fall out if you don't brush them once. It has to do with you don't want to be the guy with bad breath. That's an emotional thing. So literally as simple as buying something is toothpaste is emotional. And the reason I want to bring that up is we try and persuade our clients using logic, but everything we do is based on emotions. So to me, step one of every conversation is build rapport. So let's talk about that same thing, if you don't mind, on the phone. And this is where it becomes a little bit more challenging. So, you know, I get on the phone with Jesse and go, hey, Jesse, it's Brian, how you doing? Da, 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 da. Most people are so busy telling the other person what they, what they want to do and how I'm going to help you and how it's going to be great. And this is what you want to do. They don't stop and listen. 
So one of my favorite sayings when I was first in sales was you have two ears and one mouth and that's so you can listen twice as much as you can talk. So when you get that, the very first thing that I'm doing in every conversation after I do my intro script is I'm listening for that person. What am I listening for? I'm listening for how loud they talk. Obviously, I'm a loud talker. And the reason, you know, I actually have hearing loss. And so I have to be careful because I don't think I'm as loud as I am, but I'm a very loud talker. So I have to pay attention to that because if somebody gets on the phone and they're talking like this and they hear me talking like this, we're out of rapport instantly. So I come in with a very standard, you know, kind of happy type of script. But the second I hear that other person, I start mirror matching tone, volume, and rate. So rate is probably the most significant one. Um, as you guys may or may not know about me, the majority of my business that I've done in real estate has been in Arkansas. As you can tell, I'm not originally from Arkansas. I talk a little bit quicker than your standard Southerner. So, and no judgment either way, I'm just kind of making a point. But here, here's a fun question. If I talk too quickly, generally speaking, how do people perceive me? Do anyone want to know that? Kim made the gesture of pushy, right? Slick, fast talking. Right, I'm talking so fast so I can pull some stuff over on you, right? So what's fast talking? These are terms of relativity. And here's what I mean by that. Jesse doesn't talk necessarily slow in comparison to me, but somebody else might talk slow in comparison with me. So it does not matter if you think you're fast or slow, you have to be fast or slow in comparison to the other person. So flip side of that, what if I talk too slowly? What if I kind of talk like this and I'm just really de deliberate and methodical about my conversation? What do people think about me if they're a fast talker? Anybody know? I got the answer. Kim, you go for it. What do you think, Kim? slow and maybe non-engaging and not wanting to do the business maybe yeah generally speaking they think you're dumb i was just gonna say i was dumb say let's that, be honest I, <laughs> I mean that's the truth when someone speaks significantly slower than you you're like holy crap come on get to your point get to your point why are you so slow why are you so you know so here's the thing and, and you know i'll give joel rico credit for this because I, I completely stole this from him in every new relationship at least one person is going to be uncomfortable, volunteer to be that person. In other words, if I normally talk quick and talk loud and someone else is talking slow and quietly, I have to get out of my comfort zone and talk slow and talk quietly. And again, anything's possible in rapport. So think about this, how much better can you influence somebody if you're in rapport? And you know, we learn all these closing techniques and all this, this, that, and the other, and we're gonna say this and this, none of that crap matters if I don't like you and trust you. Like I could say the most brilliant thing on the planet, but if you think I'm a lying skis bag, it doesn't matter what I say. And I'm being extreme to make a point there, but step one of every conversation that you should have, and, and this should be every time you meet somebody, by the way, is build rapport. Now, let me talk about some common misconceptions about it. this is what, if, you, if I take a hundred real estate agents and put them in a room and say, how do you build rapport? What do they normally say? Anybody know? Because I, this is an, this is a, question I answer I get all the time but I'd love to hear somebody else anybody ahead, thought Kim. Kim you leave the room if it's a room full of realtors just kidding um Fair enough. <laughs> sorry um you know we're gonna find something in common try to find a commonality exactly. sports thank you whatever clothes family occupation recreation dreams right forward we've all been taught that by the way there's nothing wrong with that that's not building rapport there's this delusion that, you know, if I'm like you, you know, and, and cause here's what we do. And I'm going to be a little bit absurd. Oh, you like pizza. I like pizza. So does 99% of the people in this country. No one's impressed by that. 
you like music? Wow, I've never met anybody who likes music. And I'm making an extreme example, but my point is we're so focused on trying to find things in common with people that we're not doing the most building some rapport and making that people feel comfortable. Mirror neurons, you cannot help it. Like I could go to Jesse and start talking about basketball. Jesse don't like basketball, you know? And I think he likes basketball because his kid played basketball and he had a basketball and Jesse can't care about basketball. He cares about his kid. So we make these mistakes by making these assumptions. I'm not saying don't find stuff in common with people. Absolutely. It's a great way to further that relationship, but don't do it in replace of, of actual using the neurological effect that we can do by mirroring and matching people. It will make your life so much easier. And here's a great thing to do too. We've all been in those conversations sitting with a buyer or a seller and all of a sudden they start to clam up. Now, what do most of us do? We keep talking. I'm just going to keep talking and talking and talking. Eventually you'll say something I want to hear or something that's going to help me. Stop. Did he freeze? He's, oh, I want to know what he's going to say. He's like a cliffhanger. Let's see if he comes back. Because what do you do when the seller clams up? Apparently, you just say nothing. That's I, that's the that's my guess. You say nothing. You're back. So, I'm back. That, that was a cliffhanger, Brian. Oh, wait. Is he gone again? Oh, man. We're, we're going to give it a wing. Hopefully, it won't, won't break up again. But basically, my point, of, my point of that story was if we're not in rapport, we're not, we might as well talk to the wall. But, because, but, but you, yeah. you, we missed the good part, Brian. So, so what, when the seller clams up, what do you do? Step one, build rapport. Mirror, match, the whole nine yards. Start over again. And, uh, you know, I get this question all the time, Kim. Are any recommendations for book, good books to read on NLP? There's some very good technical books to read on NLP, but they're also good uh, insomnia cures. So... I actually, and you want to write this down, transformdestiny.com is a website that you can go to and they have, I don't know if their content's free or not. I subscribe to it for like 50 bucks a month. There's lots of good content there. It's not real estate specific, but uh, there's lots of good content there. And then I will, uh, since, since you ask, I'll let you plug. I'm building out a course that's going to be specific for NLP for real estate. So, um, you know, I'll give I was going to plug it. For, I was going to plug it for you. It's better than someone else plug it. And, and guys, mm. when he rolled, cause it's roll. you should be ready with it soon. When you start it like in a month, I mean, it's going to roll out sometime in August. I don't have exact data okay. on it yet. I've built the entire course and now I'm going to make it. I want it to have more value. And I'm, so I'm working on some, some pretty cool stuff um, that, that I think would be valuable yeah. to, to it, add to it. When it rolls out, I will make sure you guys know about it. I guarantee you guys that there, everyone always asks me too, Brian, what's a good book on NLP? They're just, there's not that many good training programs. Like, so no. your take on NLP is so different than almost anyone I've seen, which is why I love listening to you talk about this. It's Thank just you. so fun to be. And I don't know if anyone else is nerdy like me. I just think this is, this makes, this makes real estate so much more fun. Go ahead, Kim. You got a quick question? I just, um, Brian, if you could repeat that, transformdestiny.com. Oh, .com. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm interested in your course. If you okay. need any betas, I'll be your beta. Okay. I do appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you so much. But you know, for me, and, and why did, why am I, why do I believe so much in this stuff? So here's, here's my personal belief. There's only two ways to, to convert more leads. 
That's either talk to more people. And every agent I talked to said, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lead generate more. I don't want to make more phone calls. I don't want to door knock. I don't want to do, you know, the, I don't want to do open houses. And by the way, I don't want to do those things either. So I'm not dogging on you for that. We have to do some of it. But the other thing is, what's the difference? Okay, uh, I'll answer that in a second, Janice. Um, but the other thing is, why not just do better with the people you're already talking to? Why not have less conversations, but have them be more effective? And that's what I've studied. I started studying this in 2010 and it literally changed how I've done business. And, and I had lots of sales training before that. I think one of the biggest problems that we have in our industry is we have no sales training. We have training how to write a contract. We have training how to do open house. We have training how to go to a FISBO expired. We don't have sales training or even when we say this communication training, that's what this is about. You know, my class is called communicating for real. It's a little bit play on real estate, you know, a little bit nerdy, things like that. But really, it's about learning how to communicate with people. And that if you if you can't take something from learning how to communicate better with people, then I think you're probably in the wrong industry. So um, Janice questions, what's the difference between Transform Destiny and your program? Transform Destiny talks a lot about a lot of different things. They talk about conversational hypnosis. They talk about becoming uh, certified in NLP, but it's not real estate specific. So what the purpose of what I'm trying to build out is take the information and, you know, I've probably, I, I've got hundreds and hundreds and hours of study on that. And I'm going to try and bring that down to a level where we can say, how do I use this day to day? And and that'll be the practical part of it. And um, so, so I'm going to, how long it pours out, it'll be out in August is, is when we're going to do that. So and it's going to be a zoom class and uh, I'm really excited about it. I've, I've taught a different version of it about four times and uh, people have always gotten, I've always gotten good feedback from it, but I really have just trying to focus on taking that to the next level because a lot of the data is old and, you know, to the point, there's not a lot of people out there studying NLP. There's not a lot of good books. There's, you know, again, you can read Milton Erickson's book. Um, he's kind of the inventor of the whole thing. And I promise you, you, you better, you better have some no-dos or coffee or something because it's, it's rough. Good data, good information, but you know, it's very clinical because NLP was originally designed for people who were psychologists and psychiatrists. So they talk it at that level. And then, you know, some people have taken it and started to use it in sales and, and everything I won't do won't be NLP. It's just, uh, I, it's just kind of my modality that I do because NLP is all about modeling, by the way. So my idea is do a thing that works and, and then, you know, and then do it again. And do it again and do it again. So, you know, my personal story is I created a lot of wheels. And what do I mean by that? Well, I started a real estate company in 2005 and I never even sold a piece of real estate. I look back at that. I used to brag about that. Look how smart I am. Well, I'd really like to say, look how stupid that was. Why not go and spend? And I literally, why not go spend six months at somebody else's brokerage, copy everything that they're doing well, and then start a brokerage? Nope. I was too smart for that. So an older version of me learned to model and copy other people, as my coach says, uh, rip off and deploy. So that's uh, that's kind of where we're at. So I know we're over, Jesse. I'm happy to answer any other questions or, or do whatever, but uh, appreciate you having me on here today. Absolutely. So I, I mean, I would say I'm going to tag you in the Facebook post. We're going to have you back on again for sure. Uh, you and I are actually doing another webinar later today at noon. Yeah, noon, right? Inside, noon Pacific, uh, inside Lab Code Agents, we're going to be doing Emotional Gymnastics for Real Estate, which is uh, one of our agent collective shows. If you guys have ever seen that one, today we're talking about remaining detached in the real estate process, right? Or there are times that, that we're being attached helps. I don't know. We're going to, Brian, me and Jim Gow, we're going to chat about that at noon. And then uh, yeah, we'll just reach out to Brian, guys. Put your contact info, however you want people to find you here, Brian. We'll tag you in sure. the Facebook post and 
Yeah, Thank honestly, you. feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Um, I do read my Facebook posts a couple of times a day. When I say my Facebook posts, my Facebook Messenger, I used to never read it, but I've learned that people are actually contacting me now. So, so I will read it a couple times a day and get back with you, I promise. Um, uh, you know, or Brian at searchnwa.com is my email. And no, that is not a reference to a 90 gangster rap group. NWA stands for Northwest Arkansas, which is what everybody in Northwest Arkansas says, which is ironic because most of them probably have no idea who NWA is. And it's funny. And anytime I leave Arkansas and, and tell them that my thing is NWA, they start singing straight out of Compton. So um, anyway. <laughs> it makes me giggle every time. I can tell you that. Yeah. Guys, have a wonderful Friday. Thank you for being here. I hope you love this as much as me. If you're on camera, you guys get good stuff out of this. This is awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Brian, Appreciate thanks for being you. Here. Thanks, Jesse. Have a good one, guys. Bye. I thought she was going to play NWA. You got lucky, Brian. I cannot. I don't. That was so crazy that my internet went literally. I, I mean, you know, 25, 30 hours a week. No problem. And then my freaking internet goes out. So, That's sorry okay. You that. get Led Zeppelin and said that for, to wrap it up. We, we made it through it. You did it. I'll, I'll see you in get a few the hours. Out. Later. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>